0: Good morning, today we'll be studying the 11th chapter of Hilchot Shabbat and this this chapter will deal with the Melachot from Shehita to Sirtut and we have 8 Melachot that uh, Be'erzat Hashem will deal with uh, and we'll do them uh, right now. Halacha Aleph Hashuhet Hayav This is actually a very interesting melechot in the Gemara, Shabbat uh, ayin he' amud Alef. The mechalget between Rav and Shemuel as to why uh, one would be hayav. Rav says one would be hayav mishum soveya betta shehita that one would be, in a sense, dying, coloring uh, the place where the slaughtering happens. And Shemuel, and Harambam seems to side with Shemuel that Shemuel says mishum neshama that one would, is um, taking uh, the life a uh, of a living uh, creature. So shihit hayyab, someone who slaughters or performs shihita on an animal would be um liable. Bilash shihit biyad, not just someone who does shihita rather ella kull hun nutil shamal ya had minna, بكل من حياب وهيما وعف ودغ وشرت, بين بشحيطا بين بين حياب rather not just someone who takes the life no, rather, anyone who takes the life of any uh, living creature, be it wild animal, domesticated animal, chicken, fish, or uh, reptile, uh, and if one either does it by shehitah, which is ritual slaughter, as we will we will see in those halachot, or nehirah, uh, nehirah was when they would check the knife uh, on an animal and the animal died as a result of the blood loss. Ben Hakaya, uh, or if someone struck the animal, struck the animal, he would be liable. <laughs> if someone strangles uh, a live creature until um, until it uh, it dies, <laughs> it is a derivative of shohet. <laughs> therefore, therefore, if someone uh, drew up a fish from a bucket with water and left it there until it died, he, one would be liable because of Honek. And not just only until he dies. If it dried up so much so that between its scales there is a gap, uh, the, the size of a selah, Sela was a type of coin they would use back in the day, which is about 22 millimeters. Would be would be liable that as a result of your actions you kind of uh strangulate, strangulated it in a to to a degree um the animal would not be uh would not have the ability to live the fish would not be, have the ability to live because of the gap and because of the strangulation that you caused if one uh, sent his hand to the innards of an animal and detaches a fetus from within it one would be liable insects that are produced from male and female or uh, different fleas that uh, are formed from the soil back in the day they would believe in uh, spontaneous generation that uh, which is basically the idea and that animals are formed from uh, from the uh, fleas and different animals uh, Insects are formed from either the soil, as we'll see in the next halacha, from sweat. Uh, however, uh, in the mid 1800s, uh, Pasteur uh, actually demonstrated that this theory is incorrect. That all insects and animal are insects are formed either uh, from a male or female or from uh, an egg. Uh, and this, this actually has, this is actually a very interesting um, uh, uh, after Pasteur after pa- uh, spontaneous generation uh, was proven wrong, um, what to do uh, from, uh, from the next couple of that we'll see, that assumes that spontaneous generation is in fact um, true. So in- insects that are produced from male and female, Uh, or that are formed from the soil, like fleas. One, it would be liable uh, for killing them, just as he is liable for killing a domesticated or wild animal. However, insects that are formed from excrement or from rotten fruits or anything of this sort, for example, uh, worms that are formed in meat or um, worms that are for, that are formed in <coughs> in legumes. Uh, one who kills them would be exempt. And uh, Rav uh actually mentions in his Perush and says that the second category, uh, the one about Remasim Sheavayatim etc. All of those type, one would be patur because they're so small, and, and it's as if they don't exist. And he actually brings a gemara uh, in Masechet Baba Batra uh, that says that anything that is small that I cannot see, one would not be uh, liable if he kill if he uh, if he would kill them. בבבתרה כופל amid alef אמוד and the exact לשון is אין לו לדyen מאכל מהשאנה אינו 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 okay Gimal. הם מפחדים כלוב בשabbat מודל לתקינים anyone who who um, dilouses his clothes back in the day they would check uh, their clothes if they had lice and they would shake their clothes. Um, to try and get the lice out. Uh, one may crush the lice and throw them away. And this is um, where uh, there's that mahloket that I mentioned uh, today, uh, because we're prosaic like and uh, that one would be allowed to kill lice on Shabbat, because back in the day they would again believe that these lice came out. Uh, from perspiration. Um, it's a machloket today, whether uh, it is mutar or asur. And again, we're like a leil, that one would be allowed to kill uh, lice on Shabbat as they originate uh, from sweat. And again, I'm not going to make a Pesakalacha, rather rather uh, anyone listening should be aware of this uh, machloket today any animal or reptile that uh, if they bite uh, their bite is fatal for example the fly that is in egypt or a hornet that is in Nineveh, or the scorpion that is in Hadiyav, and the snake that is in israel And a dog with rabies in every place. One is permitted to kill them on Shabbat when they come into sight. So too, in in regards to any um, harmful creature. If they were chasing after a person, one would be allowed to kill them. However, if they were sitting in place, or they were running away from the individual, one is prohibited from killing them. And if someone uh, was just walking innocently and accidentally steps on an animal, one, uh, and kills that animal, uh, it is permitted. One, Who skins uh, an animal uh, enough to make uh, an amulet? Back in the day, they would make um, they would have uh, some type of leather on amulets. (laughs) So, one who skins an animal only once he makes the amount uh, for to make an amulet would be hayab. So, to one who tans skin enough to make the size of kame'ah would be hayab. And again, it seems that uh, all the melachot are to try and distance people uh, from their typical daily work that they would do during the week. Uh, So uh, it seems that they would skin and they would tan. Uh, And in regards to all the other melachot, that typically uh, one who would be working during the week would would skin the animal in order to make a kame'ah, or something of the sort. And the smallest size that someone would actually tan or skin an animal would be in order to make a out. And the same applies for tanning, and the same applies to salting the skin after it is already removed. Because uh, salting the skin actually um, is a type of ibud, it's a type of. Um, working the skin and there is no such thing as working the skin when it comes to foods so to one who serrates or rather scrapes the skin uh, in order to, to make the size of a camera would be liable and what constitutes uh, scraping one uh, mohik uh, is constituted uh, is rather muhak means that one who removes hair or cotton from the skin after the death of an animal in order for the skin to be made smooth halakhah hamifarek dus tus me alhak as we mentioned in uh the chotsef torah uh, tafillin mezuzah idus tus is the side of the skin that has the hair on it uh so one who splits dursustus from kilaf okay, and extracts the dursustus from it what is a called mashshit wa hayyab el zaytolda of mashshit skinning anyone would be liable for it had duras minha or bi ragloua shit kashah o hamra ke khob yadom mash khomish rat anim o one who tramples on uh, leather uh, by his feet until it gets hardened, or someone who um, who pats it and hits it with his hand in order to make it soft, and um, who pulls it uh, back and forth in order, just like the um, people who would make sandals from strands of leather would do, it is a toleda of milbed, and one would be liable. One who plucks the feathers uh, from a wing, uh, it is a toleda of muhek, and one would be liable. So, to one who rubs medicine, uh, any amount would be liable. Rather, uh, it's not. Uh, no, rather, one who so too, one who rubs wax or tar and anything of this type that if you rub it, the surface be, surf becomes becomes smooth. One would be liable because of muhik. So to one who smooths out with his hand skin uh, that hide that is stretched stretched between pillars, rather. One would be liable because of one who cuts off uh, from the skin in order to make the size of a kamea would be liable. One who one would, be, would be, when we say cut off, uh, one must have the intent to be very careful and intentional with the size that he is cutting. And he must be careful and intentional to cut off the size that would be would, that would make him liable, which is the size of a kameh. Again, Aval derech said. However, if one cuts leather dest- uh, or destructively, or without any intent uh, for its size, Rather, one does so absentmindedly or playfully. One would be exempt. That committed a One who cuts off the corner of a garment, it is a toleda and one would be liable. So to one who um, scrapes off beams of cedar trees would be liable because of mehatech. So to anyone who cuts uh, wood, this, just like uh, a carpenter would, or one who uh, cuts the cuts a metal, just like a welder would, would be liable because of mechatech. And again, just like I mentioned, a lot of the, the menachot have to do with profession things that people would do during the week. Uh, just like we see in this halacha, Hanotel one who removes, plucks uh, wood, a small piece of wood from a tree, and cuts it in order to cut to pick his teeth or to try and open a door would be liable. Just a quick, uh, interesting question: is in regards to toilet paper. If uh, one would be liable from would be if it is mutar uh, to cut. Uh, toilet paper, there are many Chachamim uh, that are mitir. Uh, for example, Chacham uh, Shalom Esas and Chacham Matlub Abadi, I believe. However, there are other Chachamim that are prohibited. Halakha, hey, t'kodavah shihuraui l'me'achal behemah, anything that is um, proper for an animal to eat, for example straw or grass rather uh, wet grass or palm leaves or anything of this sort it is permitted to pluck them on shabbat to cut them out cut them on shabbat as uh, they cannot be made into um into a uh, utensil utensil or garment it is permitted to cut um, good-smelling uh, plants in order to smell from them. Even though they are hard or dry, and one can cut uh, from them as much as he wants. If he and then it doesn't matter the size, uh, if he removed or cut from a small or large tree, it is uh, permitted. Now in regards to the menakha of ketiva, uh, something extremely interesting um, that one of my teachers, Hoham uh, Yosef Fa'ur, uh, has taught me both uh, personally and through his uh, writings, is that um, Writing uh, in the Jewish mind means a little something a little bit different uh, than writing in the non-Jewish mind, and we'll see that in the we'll see that how that's demonstrated in the next uh, few halachot. In Chachamim, we'll see distinguished between writing, which is koteb, and marking, which is uh, roshim, and the difference would be uh, that writing um, generates meaning and. Roshem would be, for example, a hieroglyphic uh, marking, which stands for a thing, or a picture, or an image, or an action, not a word. However, writing and Hahamim recognized this stands for uh, a word, and the components of writing are letters. Therefore, uh, in regards to Shabbat, as we'll see, Hahamim um, said, as we'll see that this in a couple of seconds, in a few minutes that writing must contain um, two letters and only when once when a person writes two letters would he be hayav on Shabbat Uh, because each letter alone has no meaning and the purpose of writing is to generate meaning therefore one would be hayav on Shabbat when he writes two letters because again The purpose of writing is to generate meaning, and in order to generate meaning in Hebrew, you need two letters. And uh, Rabbi Fa'ur expands on this uh, idea a great deal in a number of his writings. Um, If anyone wants to uh, get the source, they can reach out to me, and I will share it with pleasure. Okay, As I mentioned, uh, one would, is liable only for the, per, for the reason that I mentioned, uh, for, uh, to write two letters on Shabbat. One who writes two letters on Shabbat is liable. So to anyone who erases uh, for the purposes of writing, on the place that he erased, there must be the space uh, of two letters would be liable again for the reason uh, that i mentioned one who writes uh, a letter large uh, so large that it has the space to contain two letters would be exempt if one erased uh, a large letter and in that space uh, one can write two letters one would be liable if one wrote one letter and completed a scroll one would be liable if one writes uh, in order to uh, destroy uh, the skin or parchment that he is writing on one would be liable The the ones being liable is not on the place that he wrote, rather it is on the writing itself. Therefore, if one wrote on uh, on a piece of parchment in order to um, to destroy it, one would be liable because he is actually doing the action of writing. However, if one is erasing in order to simply destroy and be destructive, he would be exempt because again one must uh, one is only liable when he erases with the intent uh, to write if ink fell on a scroll and erased everything on the scroll so too if wax fell on a notepad uh, or a script or a uh, parchment pad or something of this sort and erased it if in the place that it erased uh with what there is enough space to write two letters one would be liable the <laughs> hyod if one writes <coughs> the same letter twice uh so that the result is if the result forms one word Kigon for example uh or Tet, which is give, or Gag, which means roof, hayav, one would be liable. So too, anyone who writes uh, in any language or any form of writing uh, would be liable. This is straight from the Mishnah, in Masechet Yod, Bet, Gimel, and even if he writes two symbols. Hold on. Here. Haqotev ot ahat samuk laketav. If one adds a letter to something already written, or ketav al gabeketav, or writing above exist already existing writing, hamikaven bichtov het mechatav zainin. If one intended to write a ahet but actually wrote two Zainin zayn, bechen kayotze baze bishalotiyot, and anything of the sort. In regards to any of the other letters, haqotev ot ahat baaret veot ahat. A Quran, if someone writes a letter on the land and writes another letter on the ceiling, <laughs> because these two letters are not read with each other. <laughs> and so to anyone who writes two letters on two different pieces of parchment that are not read with each other, in all of these cases, uh, one would be exempt. <laughs> bishne kotle zavit obishne da pipin kas ben ygin imze patur if one writes two letters on two different walls that meet at a corner or two uh, pieces of scroll that are read with each other one would be liable lekhyed alf lakach gevir lecha yotze bo if someone took parchment or anything of the sort be katav alav otahad bimdinazo veadakh beotah hayom lekatav ot sheniya bimdinah acheret if one took parchment or anything of the sort and wrote one letter in one city and went to an on the same day on Shabbat, obviously, and wrote a second letter uh, in a second city on a second piece of parchment, one would be liable. As someone who goes around uh, would typically have these two scrolls with them and you would have them, yeah, and you would have them with each other and they would typically be read uh, with each other and there is nothing no action that you need to uh, bring these two pieces of of parchment together as someone who would be going from city to city uh, writing um, different announcements possibly or whatever it may be uh, there's no action that is required of him to bring these two um, pieces of parchment together rather they would he would be holding them in his hand uh, assu- assumingly as that's the way they would typically uh, someone who would go or someone of, of this type uh, that would be again go sent to make announcements or to write from city to city but typically have the parchment uh, together one who writes one letter even if uh, he um, can read a full letter and a full consonant, uh, would be um, w- would be exempt. And this is following the um, uh, this, the opinion of Hachamim. And again, it's because of the reason that I mentioned earlier. Ketzad? How so? If mem, for example, if one wrote a mem, If some, if you have the letter mem. And people read it as or if he put the letter uh, in place of a numerical value. As it is as if he wrote 40. When he wrote, for example, Mem, Mem has a numerical value of 40. And it's as if he wrote 40, one would be exempt. If one fixed one letter and caused it to become two, for example, if one divided, for example, the top of a head and made it two, zain, zain, one would be liable. So, to anything of this sort, if one wrote, uh, assuming someone is a righty and wrote with his left hand or uh, held. Or if he wrote, uh, using the back of his hand, uh, If, again, one writes with the pen, hel- the pen held in his left hand, uh, on the back of his hand, or in his foot, or with his mouth, or with his elbow, he would be exempt, because this isn't the typical way um, a scribe uh, would write. And again, as you mentioned, we were typically for professions, uh, we're to distance people from their professions. If, uh, uh, sorry if a left-handed person wrote with his right hand which is for him the equivalent of other people's left hand he would be exempt and if he however write with his wrote with his left hand he would be liable Someone who is ambidextrous or can use both hands equally as well. And wrote either with his right or left hand, he would be liable. If a minor holds onto the pen and a an person over 13 holds his hand and writes, he would be liable if an older person above 13 would hold the pen and a minor holds his hand and they write they would be the older person would be exempt one would uh, only be uh, liable until he uses a substance that is Permanent. Because the yosachor, the sikra, the komos, the kadintos, the chayot sebahen, for example, a uh, type of ink uh, that was black, made out of soot, or a type of red dye, or gum, or uh, a certain salt, or anything of this sort, if tov al davar shemik kayem haketav alav, and uh, one would must, in order to be liable, must write on something that the ink would stay permanently. Because or klaf. For example, leather, parchment, or papyrus, or wood, or anything of the sort. Or, However, if someone writes with an ink that is not permanent, you want For example, a type of liquid, or uh, or a uh, juice from coming out of or fruit juice. Or katab al davar or if one uh, used ink but wrote it on a leaf of a vegetable or anything that if ink comes, if ink is written on it, it will not stay permanently, one would be exempt. One would must is only liable until when, once he writes with something permanent on a surface that would contain the writing permanently. So to, In regards to erasing, one would only be liable once he erases something uh, that would typically be permanent, to stay for a very long period of time, or from a surface that would contain uh, the ink for a long period of time. One who writes on his own body would be liable as he is writing on skin or leather. Despite the fact that one's body's warmth would cause the writing to disappear after a while, its disappearance is analogous to the eraser, to to erasing uh, something that is uh, permanent. patur. However, if one makes scratches on his body in the shape of letters, one would be exempt. If someone makes incisions in his skin in the shape of letters, you would be liable um, because of writing. Haroshem Al Ha'or Patur. If someone just outlines the shape of script on his skin, he would not be liable. As mentioned before, uh, there's a difference between Roshem, which is just simply to mark or outline, and Kotev. If one goes over um, script uh, with a type of red dye on top of black ink, one would be liable. One because of writing, and one because of erasing. However, if one goes over black ink with black ink, or red ink with red ink, or black ink with red ink, he would be exempt. The only time you want to be Hayab would be if he uh, has red dye over black ink. Roshem toledet hu. Marking is uh, a derivative of kotev. Kitzad how so? If one marks um, or sketches or diagrams on a wall with um, a blue type of color or a red type of color, the way that artisans would mark or draw uh, one how does a high mission could want to be liable because of content the kind of mohik a show that I can how does it let it make if one erases um, a drawing um, it constructively uh, one would be liable as it is a toleda of my final haha how you take a one who, back in the day, again, we mentioned before, both in Piric uh, Shishi and in Hilchot that they would scratch uh, the parchment. Uh, they would make straight lines on the parchment, um, basically um, for the sofer to know where to write. And it was in order to make... Uh, The lines straight. If you, if anyone goes and looks at a sefer Torah, you'll see the lines uh, that I'm referring to. So anyone who uh, makes lines uh, enough to make two letters under under those lines, one would be liable. One who, a carpenter, rather who draws a red line on a wooden beam in order to guide them when they saw, in order for them to do it evenly. It is a derivative of uh, making, scratching the lines, as you mentioned before. So to stone cutters uh, that cut the stones evenly uh, would be liable. So to anyone who uh, uses color in order to uh, make the split, um, in order to rather uh, do the sirtut or without color as we have in the Sefer Torah, uh, one would be liable uh, for both.